In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Final defensive position room. We are here. End of an era. Not the final show, though. We've still got one more in the series after this. So, safeties. This is a position room that is prime for change. Um, it's not been good. Um, that's probably the polite way to put it. Um, we'll start by going through the names. So, John Johnson. He is due $9.75 million next year. That is the, the number that they've got to decide. Do they want to pay that or do they not? And if you want sort of the explanation, the breakdown of how that works and what the June 1st um, designation will mean, I wrote an, an article over over the cap, not over the cap, over at the OBR. So go read that there using all the information, as always, from over the cap. Um, sorry if you just got cut off a little bit there, a little bit of audio fun. I don't think at this point he'll be back. There is a route to him being back. If he has a great second half of this season... They could decide, actually, we want to keep him around. It's not the end of the world, 9.75 million. I just don't think they do. But an interesting one to keep an eye on. I would say about 20% chance he's back. Um, most likely he is gone. Next up is Grant Delpit. I don't think we're at a position where we'll extend Grant Delpit, which means he'll be going into his final season next year because he missed the first season. Um, he showed a little bit of promise towards the end of the second, and this year's been rocky, to put it in the most polite way I could. So you've got to start planning for the future beyond him. So have a final season in 2023, but he's not really going to be back. Next up after that is Ronnie Harrison, who's going to be a free agent. They didn't really want him back last time, but no one wanted him, and they needed a body, so he slotted in there. And then the name up, after that is Bell. And Bell's an interesting one. That There was a lot of promise in camp. He was the first UDFA to make a, a uh, roster initially because you've got AJ Green, who's UDFA, but he was on the practice squad and elevated up, whereas Bell went straight onto the roster. Can he hang around? He's doing some special teams, which really helps his case. The ideal route for Bell is that he progresses and we can talk about him replacing Delpit going into year three. That That's the dream scenario that, hey, we've got a couple of other free safeties which we can sort out, but in terms of strong safety, Delpit is the now and then ready for the end of the 2023 season, Bell can then step up. And, and if you're a really good team, that's what you're almost looking at. You can look at, say, a, a first-round pick and go, this guy can start for us this year. A day-two pick, you're more or less looking and going, hey, a year to develop, maybe be a rotational player. Can they start in year two? And then your sort of day three pick, the ideal scenario is, hey, they start in year three. So you get two years out of them being a starter. Nick Harris was obviously set to do that at centre. Could Bell be the answer at safety beyond Delpit? And th that will work out really nicely. So looking at the team, that, that gives us a solution at strong safety. Delpit first, back up Bell. 
Then we look at free safety and we've got nothing. The only true free safety on the roster um, was on the practice squad in um, Richard LeCount, and he's no longer with us. So what do they do? I think this is one way you look at both answers. Let's go to free agency first. Go spend some money. I'm only looking at sort of five to eight million. I don't think they're going to blow the bank. Look at, I don't know who's going to be there, but there's always some names on um, in free agency when it comes to safeties. Don't think they're going to go quite that far. But what they could do is just find somebody who is doing a job and just going to come in and be good. Um, maybe sort of break on great. That sort of, hey, he's going to give us a 66. Um, if you use PFF and no PFF grades, 60 sort of just bang what you expect for the sort of league level average. Once you get into the 70s, you're looking at that. Hey, I'm really happy this dude's doing a 70. We're going to pay him. So if you can get away with finding a guy that can do that, brilliant. And then I think you turn to the draft as well. Because if you're making a one to two year commitment, and most free agent, even if he gets a, if he gets a two year deal as a free agent, it's probably one and a team option. If he gets a three or a four year deal, it's probably two that are guaranteed. And then the third and the fourth are completely team options. It's how free agency works. Same with John Johnson. They were committed to him for two years. This third year, they've got the out and they're probably going to take it. So it might be one they look at free agency and they go, there is nothing in the way of free safeties and they have to make do with John Johnson again. Worst case scenario, could happen though. The other option is they go and find somebody who's out there and go, yeah, this guy's the answer. And then what I think they'll do, they might pick up someone for the meantime um, a nice, another nice cheap free agent, maybe an Anthony Harris or something who can just sign to the roster that, hey, we're going to give you the million. We might guarantee 100,000 just for you to come here um, and give you some security. He then signs that. But then you go out in the draft as early as I'd say the third pick. Um, so a third round pick. And then you draft a free safety. We're talking a true free safety in the draft. Someone that you're then not asking to start straight away because whether it's John Johnson for one more year, whether you go out and you go and find a player that really strikes it um, and you go, this guy is someone we want to build around, that then gives you the option where the, the free agent is the solution for 2023. But then the draft pick, the plan is for them to start in 2024 and potentially be the, the guy for the next six to eight years after that. That's where you want to be as a team, where you can go find a solution using both parts, not giving up loads of assets, because if you use a fourth round pick to draft someone and you spend five to eight million in free agency, you're not overcommitted and you get the, hey, we need a free safety for 2023. Is this rookie the answer for 2024 and beyond? And that's the way I think a smart team like the Browns would operate, where you people talk about oh they double dipped in the same position but it's not it's free agency is the now we need a free safety we'll go and get one in free agency the draft is going right we need a free agent we need a free safety for the next five six eight years can we find that guy in the draft and that way you can commit to him and hey if there is no one in this room i'm desperate to extend long term currently hopefully you can hit one or two guys in the draft and go yeah we know that. But that'd be a nice room going into camp. If you had a new free agent, Del Pitt, bring in, say, Anthony Harris, Bell, you get a draft pick, you've got guys there. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're looking to go up to eight, no, sorry, eight, ten in the overall room because they, they tend to keep ten DBs, five corners, five safeties. So that's there. It could be a sixth corner and four um, 
in the safety room, but five and five tends to be where they've settled the last few years. So don't rule out an extra one on top of that. So if they have an extra free safety and this guy is going to be really much developmental, perfectly fine. Could be inactive for the first four to six weeks if they feel confident in an Anthony Harris, somebody else like that. But I think across the whole roster, we're more likely to see these one-year cheap uh, min deal guys. And I think part of that is going to come from the confidence to Sean Watson instills um, in that, hey, we can go to the Browns and we can compete. Because lots of these guys, they can go and collect their million from anywhere. What's going to motivate them is the chance at a ring, a chance where they're going to play with someone and really enjoy their time. And unfortunately, if you're a team, it comes down to where your quarterback is. And um, it's partly on him to do some recruiting. Uh, the front office will still decide whether they want to sign the, the guy, but just being on the roster, he he is a net benefit when it comes to recruiting players, which some people will feel uncomfortable with me saying that, but it's unfortunately the truth and the way the NFL works. So, signed off for this show. There is going to be a super quick show because, hey, our good friends at the Dogland, Jackson McCurry, uh, it, it'd probably be up in my DMs uh, going crazy if I didn't discuss special teams. So I'll move back to special teams next week. Next week? Tomorrow, why not? Tomorrow. Go Browns.